And we're back to Heart Fails 73. Help me take this mask off. But you'll die. Nothing can stop that now. Just for once, let me look at you with my own eyes. And see. <laughs> see, now in person, I would have actually had a COVID mask on. <laughs> no, I and I would have like actually it. leaned like forward for you to physically take it off of me. <laughs> but you'll die. Had oh, I known it was, uh, you know, you know, I could have done my, you know, pansy Mark Hamill voice. But you'll die. He wasn't that whiny in that scene. Oh, he seemed generally oh. caring and, but you'll die. I love you, Dad. Yeah. This is a special yeah. surprise. It is our 50th episode. Wow. <laughs> We're getting right I, down into it. Could you? my favorite thing. You put a TH in every word if you want to. <laughs> it's our 50th ep- episode. Suffering All right there, Daddy. <laughs> Sylvester. Super. It's our 50th episode. Guess who's back? Back again. Uh, Tommy's back. Tell a friend. Tommy's back. Tell a friend. Okay, that's enough of that. I'm simulating the studio audience that we don't have. We had a studio audience for a little while, but I don't know. Your kids are with you right now, aren't they? Well, I mean, they're they're in the house. Okay. They're being caffeined up as well. One of them is going to sleep for probably another six hours. He's still in bed. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He's a teenager. Yeah, that's what they do, you know. So for those... I'm sorry. You used to be one. You used to be one. Yeah, I don't remember really sleeping in that late. Like, I didn't stay up that late, and I didn't really sleep in that late. But it's been, for those who don't know, Tommy here is the original co-host of Heart Fails 73. But it has been almost two years since you have been on the podcast. We, That's we, a long time. It has been a long time. It was March right before. It was March of 2019. Right, or we recorded the final two episodes that you were on in the Egan library, like the Thursday before the Sunday when Minnesota was shut down and actually the whole nation kind of was shut down. So, so 2020, not 2019, right? No, it was 20, wasn't it 2019? It was 2020, wasn't it? Wow. It was 2020. Okay. March of 2020, but it's COVID-19 because somebody created it in 2019. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So how you been? What do you want to talk about? I don't. Uh, I I don't want to talk. I just uh, <laughs> just I calling just probably, in to just, request a song. <laughs> yep, long time listener, first time caller. Uh, <laughs> you want to know if the Bills are going to make it back to the Super Bowl this year, right? Uh, we'll find out tomorrow. We'll find out how they're doing. Yeah, no, I um. Jim Kelly yeah. is a fine quarterback, but he'll never wear a Super Bowl ring. Wow, that's true. <laughs> That's very true. That was true, yeah. Yeah. Um, so what's been going on with you in the last two years? Oh, I don't know. Lots, 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 lots of many things. What's been going on with me? What has been going on with me? I don't know. That was the question. <laughs> uh, I suppose you want an answer. All right. Well, let's see here. 2020. Okay. Um, my kids got older. I got older. Um, 
Do you want you me know? to put a leash on you and lead you around the the field no. a little bit? No, no, no. I, things have been going good. Things have been going good. Life has improved dramatically. The job has improved. Uh, you have you a know. fiance. Yeah, now that was fiance. something that was not a thing in that label two years Correct. ago. Correct. Yep that just uh, that just happened a few months back, and um, very very happy about that. We are, uh, yeah, we're doing really, really well. New kind of relationship for me. Well, it's not new now, but I mean, it's everything that we experience together is, is a new thing for me as far as relationships go. So that's pretty cool. I don't really follow you know. Facebook anymore, but it does seem like there's lots of pictures of like montage pictures of you. <laughs> and um, you and her what? name is and Katie. Um, and there were. Of, of just I, going I, I out and doing all these adventurous things like uh yes. what, what was wasn't there like a jim carrey movie where it's like say yes or whatever to everything or, yep uh <laughs> yep. that's that's what i imagine I your guys's yes that's what i uh, imagine your guys's relationship is like one of you will just say hey we should go do this and then the other person will say okay or yes let's go do that that's very so this Quite is a after. good segue for what you had told me the other day about one of you turning to the other and saying, looking deep into each other's eyes and saying, I believe you were reading a devotional oh. or something or something. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, you know, even a precursor to that is that, uh, you know, she had, uh, you know, grown up in a, in a religious environment also. And had not really been in church for quite a while, and just kind of something that she had wanted to get back into as well. And we, you know, said, "Oh, hey, you know, let's uh, let's see what we can do to strengthen our relationship together." So we started like doing devotions together, which I thought was really really cool. Do, do you want to share the devotional that you're going through, or do you? I'm. Do you want me to interrupt as you're telling the story, no. or can you? No, I just. I, you, um, so, well, okay. So we are, we are doing this via, via, you know, via satellite, live via satellite. And, um, my, my hearing device just chimed at me and I was confused and I wanted to make sure you were still there. Cause there was I'm still here. Silence. So I was like, <laughs> Oh, did, did he hang, did I hang up on him accidentally? Um, is he there? So I was just waiting to see if I could hear you breathe. Well, I actually, uh, I'm actually trying to be considerate because if I just stay right next to the microphone while you're talking, yeah, <laughs> like you, that's what you'll hear. You know, so what? I and usually try okay and take, because, I take my mouth away makes, from the microphone while you're talking. That makes sense. That makes sense. I'll just, you know, I'm used to, you know, talking without knowing anybody's listening, so it shouldn't be any different. Would it help uh, if I say, yeah, multiple times? Yeah, but, yes. Yeah. Yeah. If you could do it like a few, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be, that'd be good. Um, so, so, so no, we, we, we actually, uh, we went on an app, pulled up an app, which is designed for couples. We also, uh, went to my therapist together so that we could kind of like grow our relationship together. And then we, we went out and we bought a couple books. Um, you know, I bought a men's devotional. She's got a women's devotional. And then we bought a couple's devotional for like, uh, engaged couples. And then of course, uh, two other friends of mine and I, uh, have been doing a Sunday devotional via Facebook or excuse me, FaceTime for, I don't know, six months, maybe a little bit longer, something like that. It's cool. just a weekly thing for about an hour. And 
we can mention the we can mention the name of that other friend, can't we? Oh, sure, Jim. Yeah, Jim sure. from the podcast, actually. Yep. Yep. <laughs> he was exactly on the podcast right. back when Tommy was. was on the podcast. So you and Jim have been doing devotionals together. Yeah, with another uh, with another friend of ours. Yeah, it's just an hour thing. You know, sometimes it turns into you know kind of a therapy session. It's been it's been pretty good. So we've also used that book, Katie and I have. And uh, but in one of them, you know, typically the devotions that we do are are more designed for you know, uh, deeper reflection, uh, with the missions that they have at the end. Um, you know, you, you read through the devotion, you know, you, you reference the Bible verses that, uh, you know, they're talking about, you read through those, you connect the dots, you see the similarities, you see what they're talking about. And then you read the mission at the end and, and the mission at the end of devotional that we were doing, and I cannot remember which devotional it was, um, basically said, Hey, keep your heart open to, you know, the things that God wants to show you that I'm paraphrasing here because I don't recall, but it was basically like, you know, stop using your logical mind and keep your heart open to the things that God wants to show you. So we were, we were kind of chatting one night and she said, Hey, you know, I, I'd like to go back to church. And I was like, cool, have fun. (laughs) I think, no, I think on one of the podcasts, one of the, um, maybe halfway through the podcast that you had done prior, you and Katie, before she was officially your fiance, had gone to a church together. and We did. And you yeah. had told that story as well. So maybe if you can preface this story with kind of some similarities and some contrasts and all that kind of things from that previous experiment, that might be awesome. Oh, sure. Yeah, I can totally do that. I mean, well, you know, so she she said, let's go back to church. I said, I'm not going to go back to church. I don't go to church. I don't do church. I don't like church. Church sucks. And she's like, yeah, but our devotional said you're supposed to be open. And I was like, you are correct. So let's go back to church. And then it was kind of like, well, hey, what church do we want to go to? I mean, and this is pretty recent. This is within the last, you know, two, three months, but probably four months prior to that, I had gone to a men's meeting with Jim at his church, um, which was just like a Saturday men's breakfast. And one of the members gets up and picks a theme and, and, you know, kind of talks about it, um, you know, referencing scripture and, you know, in a Christian type way. And, but the theme that he picked, you know, was something that we were familiar with, um, you know, as far as like, you know, dudes that have been through struggles and stuff. And it was, you know, a lot of it was about being, you know, holding each other accountable as Christian men. And I was like, wow, this is, this is pretty cool. And, you know, I, I asked a couple questions and, and, uh, you know, general questions to try and kind of get the group to discuss things. Cause this is my first time being there. And I just, I know the ins and outs of being in a group setting like that. However, I was, I was a little bit wrong in that setting because when I asked the questions, everybody just assumed that I had some sort of deep seated issue, uh, based on this theme that they were talking about. And I was, that was not the case. So after the meeting, everybody came to talk to me like, Hey, you know, you need to talk. What? That wasn't it. But, um, but I, I really dug the, I really dug the fact that they were trying to hold each other accountable. Well, that was one of the things too, in your, um, in like the, the therapy sessions that you had and even the podcast that you and Jim and I did together, that was a big aspect of it in the, the group therapy is holding each other accountable. And I was actually, you had even asked me 
to be kind of your accountability person in yeah. some way. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if yeah, I'm still correct. that person in in your therapy session or if Jim has taken that role or if that's well, even allowed considering that you were there together. Well, <laughs> I don't so know if I you have, need to grab an outside person. I have uh, I have finished that therapy session Excellent. so that it is no longer required. And so that's not a thing. But in certain ways, I, I will allow you know different people to be to hold me accountable in certain ways. I think the biggest struggle that I had when it came to church was I looked at it from a point of rules and condemnation, conviction, and um, all the things that I'm doing wrong, which were all the things that everybody wants to point out all the time and how I'm not doing them right uh, in order to be a Christian person. Who's everybody? Um, Anybody that's ever really tried to, to get me to go back to church. No, you know, um, but I mean, that, that's, I, I invited path. you to church actually. <laughs> no, yeah, you did. I mean, I'm including you in this. I am including you in this. I, mean, I think if you go you. back and actually listen to the podcast though, you're, you'll actually find the opposite of that. Well, it's maybe. an aspect of it, but I think you'll find the opposite of it. Maybe, maybe I will. Because um, what was the number one I, encouragement that I actually had for you? I, you tell me. Read the Bible. That was the number sure. one encouragement that I constantly gave you. And I still Correct. gave you, actually, when you called the other day. <laughs> yeah, and that I w- get that. But, but there's a, and, and there's, and, and here's the, here's what I can tell you about that. Like, that's great, but I don't want to, you know, at the time when you were telling me that. I don't want to. So I think that's also me, you know, evident like, from the podcast. <laughs> right, right. So, I mean, if you're telling me, hey, this is, this is how you do it, well, I don't want to. I, I simply do not want to. I am simply not in a place to read the Bible because I believe that it's just going to make me feel like crap because um, it's going to tell me all the things that I'm doing wrong, and that's where I was. That's where I was stuck. Um, and you know, as as hard as you tried to reach me on a level where it was like you know compassion and from a friend's standpoint because we go back so long where i was it we were not on the same page we just weren't and i I know you were trying and um you know logically i was trying to hear what you were saying but my heart was not open to anything that you had to say and um that's you know just because we're human right i mean that's just how it goes there's actually an episode titled trying if you remember remember that there you go i do carry on um so yeah, I mean that's that's part of the that's part of the big struggle there is that uh, you can't really try, you know. Anyhow, the height of my trying was when I agreed to go to church with Katie, and we decided on the church that I went to the men's group with with Jim, um, just because I dug the the scene that we were at uh, with the men's breakfast. So we went into this church, and it was it was just before Christmas, and instead of doing the standard nativity Christmas um, sermons. You know, where uh, where it's all about the birth of Christ, uh, the pastor decided to do a series that was a little bit different, and it was the basis of uh, what was the what was the main theme. It was uh, it is good news, isn't it? Sat down and, and uh, you know went into the church, and they got the it's the same thing. You know, they got a band up there, they play some worship songs. You know, I'm looking around at the people. The people got their arms in the air. They're looking up. They're looking down, but their eyes you know their eyes are closed, but their arms are in the air. To receive, you know, I'm kind of looking around, judgy because I didn't come from that kind of background. 
Um, I came from, you know, Lutheran church where it's, uh, you know, to open your hymnal and, uh, you know, study the catechism. So, you know, this kind of stuff was pretty left field to me. I was like, whoa, or right field or whatever that saying is out of my realm of comfortability. But there I am. So anyways, we get through the worship. And that was very similar to the church that Katie and I had, had went to before with the with the worship and the band. And I just was like, man, this is so, so strange to me. I would assume that there's know. more people at this church, though, than there was at the other one. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. I, I feel like the, the last church we were at was pretty small. Yeah, there was there was definitely more people at this church. Did, um, did this thing seem like a huge amount or just kind of like, you know, 60 to 100 kind of people? In oh, no, it was, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was an appropriate amount. It wasn't like some mega church type deal, you know, maybe yeah, maybe a hundred people. I mean, and of course, of course it was, it was the, you know, Christmas time, which, you know, it seems to draw in more people at church around that time of year anyway. But yeah, I mean, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't packed in there like sardines. It was, you know, it was a, an appropriate amount, but, uh, I don't know, you know, the pastor's sermon was basically, um, uh, if the gospel is good news, then why aren't we running around telling people about it? Because if you hear something else that's good news in life, typically you're going to go and tell somebody. You know, it kind of caught me like, okay, that's a good point. You know, I guess that makes sense. He's like, you know, let me tell you, you know, if uh, if such and such place was giving out free food and you heard about it, would you tell your buddies? You know, even if you didn't know, even if you hadn't experienced the fact they were giving you free food, but you just heard about it, would you tell somebody? Well, sure you would, because you hope that it's true. And when you hear good news, you hope that it's true. You lean into it because it's good news. So if the gospel is good news, why are we not leaning into it? Why are so many of us running away from church? Why are so many of us not living it except for when we are at church for that hour a week? You know, and uh, I would actually argue <laughs> that there's many that are in church that are also not living it because I can look back at myself and know that for sure. Yeah, no, that's exactly what he. That's exactly what I just meant to say. If I said it wrong, um, oh, you mean like while they're in church? Yeah, yeah. Well, while they are actually in church, while I was I in church, you. I was, sure. you know, I I think I've said this before. As a young child, like I was making up ice cream songs in my head, like "Oh, ice cream cone, ice cream cone, how delicious you are," like those kind of. That's what I was doing in that hour. Like I, huh. it was, it was okay. You know, I stand up, I sit down, I close my eyes, I do this, I do that. Okay, now I tell the, you the pastor that you just got weirder to me. <laughs> <Is that? laughs> Full of surprises. One of the things I, I was planning on doing this morning, like because I'll go through conversations in my head, was I was planning on apologizing to my pastor in the future about how weird and most likely mental issues that I have. <laughs> I say, you know, if you're going to have that conversation, I say you just, um, you open it up by saying, hey, I just want you to listen to me for well, <laughs> that, that was seconds. That was going to be part and of the conversation the is, I think you've noticed this already, but right. <laughs> I'm going well, to. Well, I mean, if, yeah, I, I promise you, if you open it with an ice cream song, he is going to be so stunned <laughs> that he will, he will not have a response and he will definitely be, you will have his full attention. This wasn't like five years ago. This was like 20 30 years ago, 35 sure, years ago. Sure. Sure. No, but, I believe you totally. But no, it's um. it's one of those things that uh you you can get a sense of um self-satisfaction or self-righteousness by just saying, "Hey, I went to church today." 
I'm, sure. I'm good. Sure. I'm set. I've done you know, my and, duty. And, I am a good person. You know, and that's, that's true. And in a way, I know you'll have a, a million contradictions for this, but in a way, uh, bear with me here, because in a way, part of that, I, I will, believe, is the, is the Holy Spirit working in you while you're at church. How, what you do with it, you know, when you leave, which if you turn it right off, then it's, you know, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm satisfied. I did a good thing today. Because, you know, everybody can go to church and hear that one line that gives them a little bit of chills or, or makes them think about something. And then, you know, cool, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling something for today. And then, you know, and then it just fades away because they're not doing anything with it, you know. Sanctification uh-huh. is a believer's work with the Holy Spirit. You work in conjunction with the Holy Spirit, and the Bible specifically warns us, don't quench the Holy Spirit. But unfortunately, most of us, I would say, if not all of us, will quench the Holy Spirit in some way, shape, or form every day. Yeah, that's probably real. That's probably real. Go I mean, on. I know I'm certain that's true for me. Go on. What was I, where was I? What was I saying? You were saying about the, um, the work of the Holy Spirit. Oh, no, that was... That and was how that I was, was going to contradict you, and I actually agreed with you. <laughs> yeah, which was, which was, which was weird. Um, well, in my defense now, you did just contradict me, because I said you were going to contradict me, and then you uh, agreed with me. There you huh? go. Well played. Loopholes, loopholes. No, it was, a, it was a good experience. It was, it was a good sermon. And I don't know if you recall, like, way back when we were doing this before, when I was on this podcast before... I was, you know, I kept, I kept saying, but I don't know how, I just don't know. How do I get there? How do I get there? You know, just because I don't know how to get there. And your response kept being, you know, like read the Bible. Well, I don't want to read the Bible. So how do I get there? Well, I, you know, I don't know. Uh, this, this sermon um, just seemed to answer that question and any other questions that I had that I didn't even know necessarily what the question was. The sermon that this pastor gave that day seemed to, give answers to questions that my heart had that I, you know, you know, logically couldn't, couldn't understand. And it was, uh, it was basically, Hey, you need to have a relationship with God. You need to, you need to look at Jesus as a friend. Um, you need to understand that above all things, Jesus loves you. And when it says he died for the sins of the world, it truly means he died for the sins of the world. Not this person because they go to church, not this person because they pray, um, not this person because, um, you know, they're Lutheran. And, you know, he died for the sins of the entire world. He, did, he died for the sins of a person that doesn't even believe in him. He died for that person's sin. And that was, you know, kind of mind blowing to me. You know, uh, it was kind of like, wow, you know, it does, it does tie into, you know, uh, how you look at your children when you're a father, like, yeah, you know, I, I, I would do anything for my kids as you know, would any parent. Um, and so, you know, you take those two things and you kind of, kind of put them together and, and you kind of get some sort of perspective, um, you know, at least a glimpse of perspective on how God loves us. Um, not that we could ever fully comprehend it, uh, ever, but we get a glimpse of it. Um, and that was, pretty eye-opening to me. He came into the world to die for these sins because he loved me, not because he wanted to tell me all the crap I've done wrong. I already know that. I don't need 
you know, reminders uh, of what I've done. I don't need that from anybody. I don't need uh, somebody to tell me, you know, hey, you're not doing this right. You're not doing this, you know, your walk with God. You're not doing it right because you're not reading the Bible three times a day. Um, you're not doing it right because you're not praying in the morning. I, I don't I don't need that. Um, what I needed was to have a connection with God, because when I have a connection with God, then those things will follow naturally uh, because because I'm connected. If somebody's telling you that you're not a, a Christian because you're not reading the Bible or because I can't remember exactly how you worded it, but that would be the definition of salvation by works, actually. You have to do these things in order to be saved. And it Correct. seems it's like impossible. you have your mind reoriented to recognize there's nothing that I can do in order to be saved. It is because I am saved that I will do those things and will want to do those things. And that's the evidence of salvation. Right. And I, yeah. And I, I don't think that there's, no, you're absolutely correct. You're absolutely correct. I just, I look back to when we were doing this podcast in the beginning and where I was spiritually, emotionally, mentally, but, but, you know, specifically spiritually. However, I will tell you that all three of those things play into each other. You know, if you have lived a life where you have gotten far from God, um, blamed God, uh, are angry at God, um, whatever the case may be, but you there's just never even knew God. But if there's a distance between you and God and your heart is closed off because of your mental and emotional state, um, you might be closed off to, you know, several things. But when there's that distance between you and God, it's very difficult to listen to somebody that hasn't been where you've been. No matter where their heart is, no matter what their intention is, no matter how much they might approach you with love and good intentions and um, and an offering of God's grace, no matter how much they intend to do that, if your if your heart isn't open, you're you're not going to hear it. And I believe that the only way your heart can be open is through a miracle from God. Um, and when I say miracle, I, I guess I would mean like, uh, it doesn't, you know, I'm not talking about some like big magical thing. Uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is that, you know, well, you know, for me, he put, uh, he put Katie and I together and Katie and I wanted to develop our relationship in a certain way. We wanted to, you know, make sure we were doing things right. And step by step by step, we got closer and closer to going, okay, I guess we're going to go back to church. And that's just God kind of working, I guess, the way I put it is is behind the scenes without me having a clue um, to help open me up. We kind of had this heart, uh, this conversation prior to having this conversation because there was hangups and different things and some angry cussing at each other. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is yeah, our yeah, third yeah, conversation yeah, yeah. this morning, yeah. and this is going way better. No, the, the other conversations were great as well, which is why we're having this conversation right now. But I, I don't know, man. I'm on the, I'm on the verge of hanging up on you now. What? <laughs> we got like 15 <laughs> minutes left. Just wait. 
Uh, we could even go longer. It's the 50th episode. So I, it's, it's funny that you say that because I am, I, I firmly tell everybody, nope, it was between uh, 2012 and 2014. That's when I became a Christian and it was the work of God. It was a supernatural working where God gave me a new heart before I had my heart surgery. And this is heart fails 73. So I, I can look back in my life and look at the blessing that is my wife. And then I look at the blessing that are, is both are, that are both. Wow. The blessings that both of my children are, there we go. That's maybe not completely proper, (laughs) but don't worry too much about it. we, We get the gist. God works through people. God works through other believers, and God actually works through unbelievers as well, which is kind of the mind-blowing thing. Is And that was our very first episode was me talking about how the kids and the family and I were going through uh, Moses in front of Pharaoh, and thus says the Lord, and Pharaoh hardening his heart, and then God using Pharaoh to set the Israelites free. Now, one of the things that I don't ever remember learning in school or church or anything growing up, and my memory is not good, so perhaps I did, but the Israelites being set free from Egypt is actually a picture of sinners being set free from slavery and sin by the redeeming of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. I had never made that connection before that that's what was actually going on. This was a historical account that ultimately pointed to redemption in Jesus Christ. Did you know that? I don't Um, know if I mentioned that in the podcast, actually. I think I would say that I did. Yeah, I think that I would say that that, that, uh, I I feel like that's something that I I learned. Okay. Um, I don't know when. I'm trying to pinpoint it, but yeah, I mean... Details aren't that important. Yeah, I mean, it all sounds like something I, I've heard. Did you, you know, want to talk about the, the church experience some more, or should we save that for a different episode, or what would you like to do? Well, we can we can do whatever you'd like to do. I, I can tell you the church experience was really, really good. Yeah, let me, let me tell you a little bit more. I mean, nothing necessarily specific, but the, the message that he gave was exactly what I wanted to hear. It's not even what I wanted to hear. It's what I needed to hear. And it was like, I like well, the change of wording there, by the way. <laughs> right. Thank you. <laughs> well, I want to I encourage mean, you. <laughs> well, you know, it, I didn't know what I wanted to do. You know, like I said, I didn't even know the questions that I necessarily had. I just knew that I wasn't in a right mindset. And then I go in there and this dude tells me the stuff. And I'm like, well, all right. So yeah, I mean, let's go back. Let's go back again next week and see what else he has to say. And I, while I don't remember exactly what his next week was it was the same series you know it 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 is good news you know um it was similar uh on the same same wavelength uh and and again new questions came up after the first you know visit to church and then the second week we went uh those questions were answered and so on and so forth and we've we've been going ever since like during the the message or the sermon they were answered or you you stayed and talked to people and asked them or how did oh no i didn't stand no yeah during the sermon you know, okay. uh, it was, it was all during the sermon. And it, you're going to send very, me these, right? Uh, yeah, I'll send them to you. Cool. I mean, I'll send you the link to their, you know, you can just go right online and, and click on them. Um, well, I'm, I'm not got, familiar with them 
at all. I did go on their Facebook <laughs> while I was waiting for you huh. to call back. And I all was right. just kind of doing like the, uh, the, the Instagram thing where you're just going through their pictures and the pictures have, you know, words on them and whatnot. And I did stop at this one where it says from January 2nd, you will never lead anyone to Christ if you hate them. That's and then correct. it has Romans 2 verses 4. Are you unmindful or actually ignorant that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repent? Pretty um, cool. So that's I, I I stopped at that one and kind of went there because what one of my encouragements from two years ago and whatever was to read the Gospel of John and then once you were done with the Gospel of John, then to go read Romans. And so I found it interesting that he quoted Romans there. And I have another quote from Romans, but I'll let you talk first. Why? Because I feel like you're in the middle of a story that I don't want to. No. No, we're no, good? No, you Okay, yeah, so 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 he was he quoted from Romans two, which Romans one to like halfway through chapter one, and then chapter two and the beginning of chapter three is very much about deadness and sin, and verse nineteen picks up there and says, "Now we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law." so that every mouth may be stopped and the whole world may be held accountable to God. For by works of the law, no human being will be justified in his sight, since through the law comes knowledge of sin. So Romans 3, verse 21 now. This is huge because this is the glorious message of the gospel. This is the good news. But, that but right there, so everything that he's been talking about for the previous two chapters. But now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law, although the law and the prophets bear witness to it. So they talked about it. The righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. That right there. That's the gospel. And you had pointed out when we were talking before about how everyone knows John 3, verse 16, but not a lot of people know John 3, 17. Yep. And I had actually memorized it before, but I didn't remember it. I don't think you've been listening to the recent episodes at all of this podcast, correct? No, I have not. So Stephen and I, he had mentioned when he was out doing his street preaching, he actually preached... John three sixteen through eighteen, but in reverse. So he preached eighteen seventeen sixteen, and so and I like that. In one of I the like in one of the podcasts recently, that's he talks about that. So I think around forty five or forty six, there's like a two or a three thing of Stephen. Those I would highly recommend going to listen to because they're awesome. I think you'll. I think you'll view them in a way that maybe a year or two ago you didn't. We've been doing this podcast for you, even though you haven't been here for two years. So whenever you have some time to go listen to it, I encouraged you the other day that our good buddy James, that we graduated from high school with, that he was on a couple episodes. Did you go listen to his episode? It's only been a couple days, right? No, I, I haven't yeah. yet. I, um, yeah, it's, yeah, I'll get there. I'll get there. You, so yeah, you would call me a couple days ago on Wednesday, I believe it's Saturday right now. And, uh, 
yeah, you were you were invigorated, you were excited, you were you were giddy to talk about this. Yeah, I mean, it's been exciting because this is what you know. This is something that um, how do you how do you put that uh, when you're wandering around lost and suddenly, no, it's not even good either. How about this? I once was lost, but now and found was blind, but now I see. Sort of. Sort of. I don't know that I, you know, sort of. Yeah, I mean, yeah, sort of. You see people walking um, around like trees. Do you know what that um, reference is from? <laughs> I see people walking. No, I don't know what that is. What I, is that? If, I don't know if it's from John, actually. It might be. So, so no, but there's it's it's a miracle of Jesus where he puts spit in mud and he puts mud on the blind man's eyes and then he asks the blind man, what do you see? And he says, I see people walking around like trees. He doesn't see clearly, but he is seeing more than he did before. Right on. And that's a very interesting, powerful, informative miracle. Because some people have the road to Damascus where their eyes are instantly open and Jesus is right before them and they have no doubt, okay, Jesus is my Lord and Savior. Other people, it takes longer. Other people stumble. Other people fall, backslide, all these different things. I shouldn't say other people. I should say most people. But um, it's a lifelong process. It really is. Because there's always going to be temptation. There's always going to be distractions. There's always going to be falls and stumbles. But if it's really good news, we don't just hope in it. We put our faith and our trust and we recognize this as the only foundation, the rock of ages, cleft for me. And that's the best news that there ever was. Because if salvation was up to me, I'm lost. I'm gone. There's no oh, possible sure. way I could. Yeah, I mean, you suck. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I mean, but this, seriously, if if my yeah. behavior lets me hold on to salvation, I'm lost. It's it's nothing. And that was one of the things that we had talked about earlier before. Every heartbeat and every breath that I have is a blessing from God. Every single one. I don't make my own heart beat. I don't. God does it. He set things in place to keep it going. He's given me you know, doctors that actually have fixed my heart so it keeps going. But you get down the rabbit hole and, well, who keeps that doctor who fixed my heart alive? God did. He gave them breath. He gave them heartbeats. He gave them the ability to operate on me. Everything's from God. Every single thing. Absolutely. That's one of the things that uh, I really like about the church that I'm at currently and again, it's still pretty new, so I'm hoping that it, it continues to, to to grow this way. But uh, the, the way they talk about the body, the community, the church is unlike anything I've experienced at any other church. My experience as a, as a kid going to church was you go into church and you talk to a few people. It's kind of clicky. You know, you might turn around and say hi to a neighbor or whatever, but that was pretty much where it ended. Very judgy. Um, and, and I, I did, I despise that. This church is very much about the idea that the members, you know, or just the, the, the body that goes to, to church there should know you at your worst. They should know you. You should be able to go there and go, Hey, 
this is what I suck at and I need help. And they should be accepting and loving and never turning anybody that goes into that church away. Not saying, hey, because you are this person or because you do this thing, you can't come to this church um, because we don't want to be affiliated with somebody that doesn't live in Christian values. Nope, that's not that's not these guys at all. They go, hey, come one, come all into the house of God, and we are going to love you no matter what. Isn't that um, kind of a contradiction, though? I don't think so. But, but the, the words that you used, though, were something along the lines of uh, somebody willingly sinning and being in their sin willingly and them saying, okay, you come and you can worship as well with us. Why can't they? Um, because the Bible says that they can't, actually. The Bible says if you willingly sin, you can't worship? No, it says if anybody will have nothing to do. Oh, see, now i got to find it. So so here's, here's why it's not a contradiction. Because I was willingly sinning. Willingly sinning when I went to church the first time. I, I so that this is where my point is coming from. If some if somebody's willingly, let's use an obvious example. Somebody goes out Minneapolis, stabs a guy in the heart. He has. Okay, the, I don't want you to. So let's not use an obvious example. Okay. No, because like the obvious is easiest. The obvious is easy. <laughs> the obvious is easiest. So sure. somebody stabs a guy in the heart, murders him. The police are looking for him. He comes to church with a bloody knife and says, hey, I'm here to worship. What should that church do? Let him worship. But aren't they contradicting the authorities because they're harboring a murderer? Sometimes wrong. Sometimes the authorities aren't. Sometimes the authorities don't have authority. Okay, let me help you out with this analogy. Somebody goes and murders your fiance. I mean, Somebody okay. murders your fiance. All right. Comes to you, says, I just murdered your fiance. I would like to just sit here and just hang out in your house. And will you let me stay here? And will you read the Bible with me? And will you pray and all this kind of stuff? And just until, you know, the, the authorities can't find me or anything. And I want you well, to I really mean, th I want you to really think about what your reaction to this would be. I know what my reaction to this would be, but I don't think my reaction is the right reaction. What would I your reaction, reaction be? I think my my reaction would be, you know, you know, I'd probably kill the guy. Um, or, Why? You know, call the police because he just killed my fiance. And what what would you call that if you did that? Um, There's a revenge, revenge or mm -hmm perhaps justice incorrect it is not justice not if you do it correct i don't but if the authorities apprehend the murderer put him before trial before a judge sure. gives all the evidence and says I, we have the I'm evidence not saying that shouldn't happen I, that's not what i'm saying at all what i'm saying is that they should have an opportunity to still worship you want to read the Bible until the authorities get here? Cool. <laughs> you want to pray until the authorities get here? Cool. 
Yes. Do you want to sit here and read the Bible until, you know, you want to sit here and talk about it until God works inside your heart to make you go, hey, I really need to go turn myself in. There we go. I think we're getting to the same point here. I think we're getting there. But just a blanket. Yeah, I don't think it's a contradiction. What you know, come one, come all. You know what? If you're everybody is invited to the table, right? Yep. Everybody is invited. However, you can kick anybody out ever. I, I think we're talking about different things. Maybe it's it's not necessarily about the kicking out. Have nothing to do. I mean, that's my, that's one of Here the things go. that I love about this place is that it 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 invites you in and it allows you to be who you are. I, I think while God a, works on your heart. I think I think to a degree. I think I completely agree with you. I completely agree with you to a degree. If somebody says, "I love God," I love him. God is my Lord, my Savior, my everything. Here we go. Ephesians 5. Be imitators of God, therefore, as beloved children, and walk in love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant sacrificial offering to God. Right? Sure. Beautiful. Correct. Perfect. But among but there are people you, that aren't there yet. Cor- correct. But here's here, but you agree with that, right? Verses one and two. That's verses one and two. Yeah. If you, you, there's no problem there. So now here's verse three, and here's where people will have a problem. Don't argue right right away because I'm going to agree with you. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to. I promise there Am will I be argumentative. Okay. Do I seem argumentative? So verse three. But among you, as is proper among the saints, there must not even there must be. Wow, which translation is this? Oh, this is a horrible. It's the one with the TH in it. No, it's a it's a BSB or something like that. Okay, therefore be imitators of God. All the words have a TH. (laughs) So ESV has (laughs) therefore be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave Himself up for us a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. So God is love. Walk in love. Love your neighbors. Love your enemies. However, the verse goes on and it says, but sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness must not even be named among you as is proper among saints. Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. For you may be sure of this, that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure or who is covetous, that is an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not become partners with them, for at one time you, you, saints, you people in church, you were in darkness, but now you are in light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true, and try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. For when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. The only people that come to church are sinners. That's the only people, right? Of course. 
every single person that's in church is a sinner. Now, yeah. what you're saying is that it takes time to recognize and do away with that sin. That is sanctification well, with the work of the Holy Spirit. And this this is a lifelong process, correct? Um, I, I, don't, I don't know. The way we're, you worded it was weird to me. Um, we're all I, sinful I say, every single day. Yeah. It doesn't take time to do away with the sin because you can't do away with the sin. I think what it takes time to do is to recognize that you want to live accordingly. So I think we're talking about two different things. So okay. when you're in, when a person is in darkness, they are an unbeliever. So the Bible talks about kingdoms. The Bible talks about um, when Jesus was sitting there in John 8 and arguing with the Jews that they said, Abraham's our father. And Jesus said, if Abraham was your father, you would believe me, but your father is the devil. And you don't think you're a slave to anybody. Maybe this will make sense. If somebody comes to church and then they leave church and then they continue to live an immoral life, I don't know how long they're, number one, going to continue to come to church. Number two, how long, you know, it's either, it's either they're going to leave the church because it's not doing anything for them or they're going to leave their immoral life because it's not doing anything for them. The immoral life does nothing for anybody. Right. But you know, I mean, that's I'm just deception. talking from a human perspective. You yeah. know, that's what I'm saying. From, from a human pers- perspective, human perception, perspective, whatever you want to call it. If, if you are living an immoral life, you're going to go to church and either the church is going to change you or, or you know, God's going to change you, you know, while you're in church. You know what I mean? Um, well, ultimately or, God will change you. Yes. Right. Or you're going to say, the heck with this church, I'm going to continue with my immoral life. I don't know that there's somebody that's going to go to church, listen to the message, really listen to the message, and then continue their immoral lives outside of church. Yeah, it, you know? it depends on what the message is. I mean, that's where it comes down. There's so many different variables. But ultimately, we, we don't turn... Christian churches don't turn sinners away. I think Correct. that's what you're saying, and I agree Correct. with that. However, if somebody claims to be a Christian but lives obviously against this, the first, what I just read from Ephesians 5, the first step should be for brothers and sisters in the church to lovingly go to them and say, hey, do you realize that you're doing this? Or do you know, you know, let's let's go to God's word and let's talk about this and let's pray about this. And that's very much in line with what I remember Jim saying in the podcast as well. I agree with that completely. The problem comes when you have professed churches saying, we accept everyone and everything, and there is no such thing as sins that separates you from God. That message isn't completely accurate. Our sin uh, no, completely that's, that's, separates us from God. All, it is Jesus Christ who reconciles us. 
to all, God. All sin separate you from God. Correct. All of, all of them. You know. That is, and, yes, go and, for it. And this church is in line with that. There is no contradiction with what this church is saying. You know, when I maybe it was the way I worded it, but yeah, no, I mean, they're saying, come, come, everybody. Everybody is welcome to come in here. And, and the reason that I know this is because I was talking to you about the four Bs, right? Um, yes. And my, and there should be track, five. Right? And so, <laughs> well, I think the fifth is just, you know, El Biblioteca. The library? No, there should be five. There's a fifth one. It just is silent. It's a silent B. So you gave me the four Bs. What are they? Right. So, so well, I don't. Or do you want me to read them? Um, uh, I wrote them down. You, know, you can it believe. Can be the, yeah, sure. Okay. So believe, belong, belong build, build, become. become, and and you had said that their their entire their their foundation is the Bible is what you right. had said as well. So we had kind of joked that there should Correct. be five Bs. Yeah. With the first so, one being the Bible. One of the things that uh, I learned this first week when I went, which was just, uh, you know, their their first week believe. Okay, do you, do you believe Jesus died and uh, you have salvation and grace because of him? Yes, I do. Cool. All right, because if you don't believe that, then, you know, that's the first issue. <laughs> that's, the, that's the issue, okay? If you don't believe that, then, you know, we're going to have struggles, right? They They... They broke down, you know, their, like I said, their, you know, their church history, where it came from, you know, how long they've been around, when they were founded, how they've become, you know, grown to who they are today, you know, basically kind of their mission statement, what, you know, the things, you know, the core beliefs that they have. You know, so one of those things was, um, and I don't want to get too deep into it, we'll just touch on it, but, you know, one of the things was, you know, hey, we do believe that marriage is between a, a biological man and a biological woman. So I raised my hand and I was like, all right, so... What about gay people? Uh, what's 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 the deal with gay people? And um, that was my Seinfeld, by the way. I, I could tell. And thank said, you. I've right, watched comedians you. in cars getting coffee. Yes. Uh, all right. Thank you. Thank you. You know, he said, "Well, listen, we we believe what the Bible says, right? Okay, we believe that that is a sin. Now, if you are going to come in here and you are going to, you know, if that's if homosexuality is a thing, we're not going to turn you away. We're not going to say, hey, you can't come in here because that sin separates you from God.'" You know, we're going to let you come in here. We're going to let you develop your relationship with God. We're going to lovingly help you with the things that you struggle with. We're going to lovingly try to, you know, uh, help you with your struggles. You know, if that's the thing that you struggle with, we're going to do our best to, you know, lovingly get you to see the light, which I just thought was wonderful. I I think most churches would actually take that same stance. It's just the perception I, is you don't condone gay marriage, therefore we're going to cancel you, and we're sure, going to that's talk. the perception from. I think that's the perception from non-believers. Correct. So okay. that's that. I think that's a good distinction to make. I have no evidence of any homosexual people who ever have ever been told don't come to this church. And I would be interested if there is any evidence out there, unless they're causing a problem such as like, you know, picketing or rioting. Or I don't even know. Sure. No, and I'm not necessarily sparkle bombing, telling them not coming them sparkle bombing. Jeepers. <laughs> I'm not saying somebody's telling them don't come to this church. But I'm what I guess maybe what I am saying is that they certainly might not feel welcome. Yes, And there is there is a difference. Okay. You know, there are a lot of churches out there that uh, that will say, yep, we'll, we'll, we'll allow anyone to come here. But we're not, you know, 
then they at the same time don't make them feel welcome. And this church does. This church says, you are welcome here, um, regardless of what your sins are. Um, regardless of what your sins are, you are welcome here. We're going to lovingly show you what the gospel says and try to get you onto the right path. But we're going to do it in the way that Jesus would have done it, lovingly. I, I have. Think that's oh, I'm sorry. Really cool. I Don't have. Worry. So we're we're actually past an hour. So I am going to wrap this up. And if you want to do another one, we can most definitely. But um, when I was reading Romans three, I actually stopped halfway through verse twenty two. So I'm going to read the rest of twenty two down to twenty six. Just I'll read the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. God. We know this verse. Everybody who's been raised in a Christian environment most likely knows this verse. Most likely. I I think they've heard it, but I don't think that they know it. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood. We'll have an episode on propitiation, or maybe just a four-hour conversation on propitiation sometime. Um, Forward as a propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness because in his divine forbearance, he had passed over former sins. Forbearance, you could say patience. For in his divine patience, he had passed over former sins. It was to show his righteousness at the present time so that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus Christ. So I think we've been, I, 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 I'm struggling of calling this one believe or gospel. This is the gospel message. Jesus Christ came into the world, born of a virgin, lived a perfect life, willingly went to the cross as the sacrifice, the propitiation by his blood for sinners, look the Lamb of God. Look the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. He willingly went to the cross. He paid the debt for sin. Why? Because he had to. In order for God to be just, penalty for why? sin. Yeah, that's the last verse. So that He might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus Christ. God is holy, holy, holy. He is perfect. That's what it he says. is loving. Why? Because he had to? It was to show his righteousness at the present time so that he might be just and okay. the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. So I'm not done yet. Why? I'm not done yet. Save your question till the answer. So he willingly, he prayed in the garden of Gethsemane. Yes. Yep. Take this cup from me. Take this cup from me. If there's any other way, otherwise thy will be done. He willingly went to the cross. 
talking to Pilate. Pilate said, you're a king? And he's like, you have said so. And he's like, you know, I have the power to do this. Why won't you talk to me? I have the power to you have, let you live. And he said, you have, you have no have power nothing. except what my father gives you. Jesus was there by his own volition, paying right. the debt for sinners. The world went dark for three hours, and the wrath of God was poured upon him for sinners for three hours. He yep. finally, he, he yelled out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Which is a very interesting thing because today is January 22nd. Since the beginning of the year, my family, my kids, I've encouraged everyone, okay, read a psalm a day in order. Today is January 22nd. So we are on the 22nd psalm. I was reading this right before you called back. The very first verse my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When we're done here, read Psalm 22. Don't chances tell me are, what to do, Adam. Chance, I encourage you <laughs> to read Psalm 22. I'm talking to everybody right now, actually. Read the entire Psalm 22. Think of Jesus Christ on the cross as you're reading it. And most likely, right. if you haven't before, you will see it in a whole new way. And that's what he cried out. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? That's how Psalms were. They, they, there wasn't numbering back in the day. It was the first line that the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Everybody would say, oh, well, let's sing this psalm now. We know which one he's saying. Jesus said the first line of Psalm 22, while he was on the cross. He died. He gave up his spirit. He was buried. He rose again three days later. That's my favorite line from In Christ Alone, which we have mentioned on the podcast here, the lyrics, and bursting forth in glorious day, he rose from the grave. This is this is why we celebrate Easter, actually. It doesn't matter what day it is. It's the church as a whole saying, we're going to set aside a day. It could have been any day. If people actually want to switch the day, they still could. <laughs> it really doesn't matter. The specific day does not matter. But he rose again, and he went to the apostles and the disciples, and he appeared to the 11 in the room. And the very first thing that he said to his brothers on earth was, peace be with you peace, reconciliation. Your debt has been paid. Look at my hands. Look at my feet. Look at my side. These are the evidence right here. I have risen from the dead. 40 days later, ascended into heaven, and he comes again someday. The point of all this is this is the good news. Believe in Jesus Christ, and you will be saved. The righteousness right. of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. You had mentioned John 3, verse 17, um, and what, uh, your pastor had, had preached on that, and you really appreciated that because you know everybody knows John 3, 16, but a lot of people don't know John 3, 17. 
And for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Verse 18 goes on from there and fleshes out, whoever believes in him is not condemned. You believe in Jesus Christ. And this isn't just a, you know, I could order a prime rib sandwich or a vegetable melt or something. I'll take the vegetable melt because that's healthier for it. That's not what belief is. Belief is knowing who Jesus is. It's assenting to who he is, saying, you remember Peter. He said, you are the Messiah. And Jesus looked at him and he said, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because Flesh has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven has revealed this to you. He can proclaim the Messiah. He can proclaim the Lord Jesus Christ because God has opened his heart, opened his eyes. He once was lost, but now he's found, was blind, but now he sees. Knowing who God is, assenting to who he is, and the third part of saving faith is trusting in him just as you would trust in a loving father to protect you from any harm coming to you but we do not have a sinful mortal failing father we have that is a whole another conversation that word trust because that's that's the that's the hard part okay i would love to have that conversation But here's the thing. I don't want to say the hard part, but that's the part that takes time. I think this is the mistake of, um, there's a documentary called The American Gospel. Um, There's actually two or three of them. And I would love to, to watch with you and Jim, actually. I think Jim would have a wonderful perspective on this. I don't think he's directly... Um, familiar with some of the things, but I think he has a peripheral, or maybe he does actually have personal experience with it. But it's kind of the prosperity gospel and it's different types of gospels that America really pushes. Um, and yep. it's talking about the dangers of these. Uh, like Joel, Joel Osteen is kind of a big name uh, um, of like the American gospel. And, you know, God loves you. Yeah, that's true. That's awesome. God wants you to have your best life now. Ugh, now you're starting to deer off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know that that, you know what I mean? What does that have to do with anything? Well, God, God had a one, usually it's, um, God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. That's kind of how it's sold. Well, that's true, but God's wonderful plan for Stephen was to be stoned while Paul held the coats of his people who were stoning him. Um, God's wonderful plan for, uh, Peter was according to church tradition to be crucified upside down. Like, these were the wonderful plans that God had for these people's lives. Um, that doesn't mean that if you're rich and healthy and happy and a Christian, like, that's wrong. No. It's just that's the position that you've been put in by the will of God. And you should sure. utilize this. You should utilize your connections with everybody as your church is, I believe, teaching. Go out and tell your friends the greatest news that there is. There's nothing better than this. Who won the Super Bowl last year? I don't know. <laughs> you could tell me so, probably, but I don't know. Actually, yeah, I, I do know now. It's Tampa Bay, right? You got it. There we go. All right. <laughs> Bad example. TV 12, man. 
Yep. But no, I mean, I I am very. I think this is so wonderful, and I think it's so. It, it reminds me of episodes four through ten that we had in the podcast here. I could ten, sense an eagerness. You were seeing things in a slightly different way than you had. This is a long process at times. It can be a very short process at times as well. We're not exactly in control of this, but what can you do? I would encourage you continue to get together with professed Christians. My next encouragement has always been my encouragement, which is my most important encouragement to everybody, is you have to be reading your Bible. And the reason I encourage that is because what the people are saying in church or what brothers and sisters in Christ are saying or what professed Christians are saying ultimately boils down to does it cohese with what God is saying? And the only way we can know if it does is if we are in the word. Just like if you are in a fantasy football league, the only way you're going to recognize who you should pick and who you should pick up and who you should drop is if you're invested in researching and reading and knowing what's going on. And the right, Bible... I am looking at a sign right now that says, I suck at fantasy football. <laughs> um, That's is, okay, though. literally in my room right now. That's so. okay. Um, <laughs> take, I did take, not do my research. So you have extra time because you aren't playing fantasy football well. Read the Bible. Uh, and that is, that is yeah. always going to be my encouragement. Whom have high in heaven but you, and there is none that I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Last word for Tommy. Uh, you know, I, you, that's always the closing, um, and, you know, I'm hearing it differently today um, because the word desire is in there, um, and maybe... Maybe it's hard to uh, when you're when you're closed off that you know desire. That's a good word. Let me close it down with this word: devoted, which is uh, something that that my church just uh, revealed. That's their theme word for the year. It's something that they do, I guess, every year. Like I said, I'm pretty new to the church, so this is brand new for me too. But last Sunday was reveal Sunday. They re- revealed the word devoted uh, as the theme, and it's. What are you devoted to? Uh, if you're devoted to football, that's all you're going to, you know, everything you do is going to be about football. If you're devoted to, you know, your children, all you're going to do is, is think about your children constantly. And it's all about what you're devoted to, uh, which is something that uh, they, they hand out the little bracelets, you know, the little rubber bracelets. And I put it someplace uh, where I will see it daily, uh, several times a day. And it's just a kind of little reminder of, of what am I devoted to. Uh, so if I do start to get off track, I can remind myself, hey, you're off track. What are you devoted to? Is this really the road that you want to go down? So devoting myself to building that relationship with God is where I'm at currently. Also uh, realizing that I don't need to reach a certain point with God in order to bring other people to God he's already given me the ability to do that where I'm at now. It's just, you know, it opens, there's whole, there's so many different facets to, you know, like, to know, like you, 
you have a way of reaching of people, you know, way of reaching people um, with the message of God um, in a different way than I do. And I was thinking kind of about that this morning, like you know, uh, the way you uh, preach God's word is is certainly going to be different than the way that I do, and that's part of the way God is building His army so that we can reach as many people as possible. So while I might be able to reach people that are in in darkness a different way um, than you, doesn't make it any less important, any less meaningful. And trust, which I said is something that we're going to, you know, that's a tough one. But so, you know, assuming I come back and, and, and do another episode or something, I'd like to talk about that at some time. But yeah. 